0: Let us call one another to worship. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. On this day, we celebrate resurrection. The power of life has overcome the power of death. Hallelujah. The light of love has shattered the darkness of fear. Hallelujah. The way of peace. Has prevailed against the violence of empire. Hallelujah. We come to worship the God whose resurrection power lives on in the Christ we serve. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Let us pray. God of new life, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for this day when we gather in your name to celebrate the fact that death has no victory over the power of life. And we know that we join with Christians who have been proclaiming this in every country for thousands of years. And this day we mourn with those who have today faced the reality of death. We stand in solidarity with those who have been killed worshiping in Sri Lanka. And we hold before you the hope that we proclaim that death cannot keep its dead. We rejoice in the death of death, the fact that nothing can separate us from your love, that your love transcends all human life and death and holds us safe for eternity. Forgive us for those times when we take our eyes away from the truth of your resurrection and live lives that do not bring that into being. Help us instead to live lives which are grounded in resurrection truth and power and love. So we give you thanks for the resurrection of Christ Jesus and for all that this means for us and your people and the world. Amen. We say together the words of the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray.
1: Our first reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, reading from verses 1 to 12, and you can find that on page 95 in the New Testament section of the Bible. Luke 24, verse 1. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners, and be crucified, and on the third day, rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven, and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles but these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened.
0: So now the choir are going to bring us our anthem for this morning. I heard them practising this earlier, and it is fantastic, so thank you, choir.
1: second reading is from the book of Acts chapter 10 from verses 34 to 43. In the New Testament part of the Bible that's on page 138. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name.
0: When the women went to the tomb on that first Easter morning, they were certainly not expecting to find any kind of good news. They had not gone there to find good news. So when they discovered the tomb empty and heard the news from the angels that Jesus was risen from the dead, they were first astonished, and then they wanted to tell everyone else. I don't know if you've ever suddenly had some good news which has come at you like a bolt from the blue. Has anyone ever won the lottery? No? Shame. (laughs) Imagine suddenly hearing something wonderful that you hadn't been expecting to hear. I can give you a very uh, present example of this. Uh, One of our, our dear friends here at Bloomsbury, somebody who comes to exchange, is a young man called Joshua. His sister is in Sri Lanka at the moment and he hasn't heard from her all morning. And there's been some messages going around on our exchange WhatsApp group. And just now, he has just heard from his sister that she is safe. And the first thing he wanted to do was to tell the friends here at Bloomsbury because he knew we would be praying for him and his family and the wider situation. He was fearful of terrible news. But in the midst of terrible news, he has had good news and he has shared it the first thing you want to do when you hear good news is you want to tell someone good news is not supposed to be a secret i also think it's quite wonderful that the first people to tell others about jesus resurrection were a group of women in those days you see women weren't supposed to tell anyone anything really and The men, predictably, I think, at that point, struggled to believe what they were being told. But the women were right. There was unexpected good news in an unexpected place. The tomb that they thought would still have Jesus in it was empty. And soon enough, the men would catch up with what the women were telling them, and they too would discover good news can sometimes be found in unexpected places. So in our second reading, when we meet Peter Peter, Peter preaching... (laughs) in the book of Acts, he is still telling people about the good news of Jesus not being dead anymore. But he's made another discovery of good news, which is that Jesus is not just raised for a few people. He is not just good news for his friends or his country. Rather, he is good news for everyone, everywhere. And this is something that we too can discover that Jesus is good news in the most unexpected of places. It can be surprising to find that something good can come out of something bad. It can be surprising to find symbols of new life in places we would never think to look for them. It can be hopeful when we are in the midst of really difficult situations in our lives to know that through Jesus good can come out of even the darkest of places that we find ourselves. So, for a minute now, I would like us to see if we can find some symbols of new life in unexpected places. Or, as we might call it, let's have an Easter egg hunt. Uh, Our resident Bloomsbury house elf, Peter, has been hiding uh, some Easter eggs around the building... And uh, the thing about an egg is that it it can initially look quite boring. It's it's a bit rubbish looking, really, but of course out of eggs can come little chicks, which is why they're used at Easter as symbols of new life. And the fact that the ones we're looking for this morning are made of chocolate just makes them all the more wonderful. And what we will find when we find the eggs is that each egg has a message on it as well, some words of hope and new life, which we can read out when we find them. So, who would like to help me look for some symbols of good news? Or rather, who would like to help me find some Easter eggs? Uh, you, do get, you do get to keep at least one of them. I think if one person finds five of them, we might have to do a bit of redistribution. But if you play the game, I promise you that you're going to get an Easter egg out of this. So, who would like to come and give me a hand? If you want to bring uh, uh, appropriate adults with you and they can help out as well, that's absolutely fine. Uh, so, I'm assuming we want some people to find some eggs. Am I right? Yeah, I thought so. You want to come up? Do you want to come up as well, Nick, with, or are you see, okay? Come along, Shang. Okay, so we might need Peter to help us a little bit, but let, let's just start by having a look. Can, if you stand where you are now and have a look around you, can you see any eggs anywhere? I can see at least one where I'm looking now. Do you want to go and get that one out the piano? Can you see that one in the piano? Excellent. So it's got something written on it. So shall we have a look at what's written on it? Uh, so, uh, Liz, this is the uh, John fourteen two 1. So would, would, would one of you like to read that out? Can you read that for me?
2: In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I got to prepare a place for you, John
0: Thank you, that was read beautifully, well done. You can keep this one, but that doesn't mean we can stop looking because we've got 10 eggs to find. If anybody else wants to join in as well, that's fine. We've got some people looking over there because they are hidden all around the building. So give a shout if you find one. Of course, if you're sitting in a pew and you find yourself looking around you or underneath your pew, uh, you might find one and you might give me a shout and let me know that you've found one as well. Uh, Can we see one? Can you see one? How are we doing? Have we found one? Oh, we found one. Oh, Jean's found one. We'll come to you in a moment, Jean. We found another one here. So this one here, can, this is the uh, 1 Corinthians 6 reading, Liz. Can you read that one for me? Uh,
2: and God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power.
0: Thank you, and God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. There you go, thank you, that's your egg. <gasps> Have you found one? Where was that? Upstairs? Fantastic. So, what have we got written on there? Can you read that? Is that okay?
2: Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. By his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead.
0: Thank you. That was beautifully read. Well done. So that's your one, but we've still got, I think, seven more to find. So how are we doing? Have we got one over here? Oh, we do. We've got one over here. Excellent. Hi. Hello, hello. Have we got one here? Can we read the... uh... Egg. Egg. It is egg, isn't it? Can you read that for me? For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Thank you very much. There's your egg back. Thank you for sharing that with me. Have we got any others? That's four. we We've done. Jean, you've got one. Excellent. What have you found?
1: Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here.
0: Thank you very much. That's the two Corinthians one. Sorry, Liz, I'm leading you around on the PowerPoint here, aren't I? Have we got another one? Have we got one over here? Excellent. I think there might be one. Oh, they're out in the foyer. They're finding one out there. That's good. What have you got for us?
1: Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this?
0: Thank you. That's the John 11 reading. Thank you very much. Oh, have you found another one? Do you want to come in here and show it to us? Which one have you found there? Can you read that one to us as well?
2: They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body out of the Lord Jesus.
0: Thank you. That was read beautifully. Uh, Shang, have you found another one? Which one have you found? Can you read that one to me?
2: God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly heavenly places.
0: Thank you. That was beautifully read as well. So how many have we had? Has anybody been counting? We've got one, two, three, four, five six, seven. So there might be three more. Peter, where have we not found yet? Are the ones all found out there? Is that So there might be one in here. Uh, so if you follow Peter, he might lead you to another egg because he was uh, hiding them for us earlier. <laughs> oh, you found the one hidden by the sound desk. Excellent. So where else have we not looked? Has the one that was hidden in plain sight over here been found yet? <gasps> no, it hasn't. I can see one if I stand over here. So does anybody want to, would anybody like another egg? Or anybody who's not got one yet like to come and, if anybody's got a chocolate hankering, Nigel! <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be one on the, uh, on the harpsichord. So I'll come back to you for the reading of that one. But that one you just found over by the uh, thing, can you read that to me?
2: This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day.
0: Thank you so much. You're you're all so good at reading. I'm so impressed. Uh, Nigel, you've got a lot to live up to here. (laughs) He was buried, and he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15. Thank you, well done. Uh, so how many have we got? You've got like you you've got one, two, three, you've got six there, seven, uh, eight, and nine. Is there one more somewhere, Peter? Can you remember where it is? Oh, Jenny's got one, which she has Oh, Jenny's, so we've actually had all 10, have we? I think we're there, okay, great. Really well done, everybody. And I'm just going to read those readings back again so we can hear them one after another and take them in. I'm going to come and face this way because I find that screen a little bit small. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life the one who believes in me will live even though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die do you believe this for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into that was that was ironic wasn't it he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness I have have a power here that I wasn't previously aware of and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. I'm going to avoid that word. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is indeed the will of my Father that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. He was buried, and he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. Lots of messages of hope and life which we can hear in the most unexpected places so now we're going to come to a a little time of response i'm going to encourage you to stop and think for a moment about where in our minds and in our lives perhaps things seem hopeless i'm clearly the, The terrible news from Sri Lanka is going to be on all of our minds. But there will be other things too. Not just things on the world stage, but things deep inside us that may seem hopeless. And I'm going to suggest that we invite God to be part of that and to open our eyes to where God is bringing new life into those situations. We might want to have in mind people, people known to us. And we might want to be praying that they will find God. But also, we might want to recognise that sometimes we find God in people we wouldn't expect to. You know that thing where you realise that the most profound things anybody's said all day has come from the person you'd least expect to hear it from? Sometimes that's where the words of new life come from and we need to just learn to listen. So you've got your stencils of eggs. If you need a pen, Jean's got them otherwise. uh, Do take a moment and write on your egg, your hope, for where things feel hopeless. It's a way of praying for situations in the world, things in our lives or people known to us. So just a minute or two to do that. Um, I'm going to just say, if you, I'm going to ask the children to collect these up. If you've written something you don't want read from the front, that's absolutely fine. You hang on to your egg. But if you're happy to share what you write then I'm going to ask for these to be collected up and I'll just read some of them out as we bring this stuff before God. Excellent. Does anybody else have any that they want to give to me to read out? Yes, one or two. Thank you, Barbara. Uh, If I get to one... Have we got some more? One on the chair. Okay. Thank you. So if I get to any that I actually can't read the handwriting on, I'm just going to pass over those, but I will leave them out afterwards and you can have a look through them. PTO, help with the homeless. So let's offer these to God as prayers. World peace, environmental action, world peace, united Europe, transformation of politics. Pray for the community, prayer for the justice systems. Health in body and mind, common sense and empathy in negotiations. Hope for continued peace after the recent violence in Northern Ireland. Langley House residents and staff promised to remember them all today. All those struggling with mental health conditions. For healing of our deeply divided nation. Syria and other conflicts. Refugees looking for security my mother's dementia, the environmental emergency, species extinction, global warming, famine and cyclones, the sad, the lonely, the frightened, the far from home, the bereaved, the ill and injured, the angry, the hopeless, hope for the unemployed, the underemployed and those who struggle to live out of their work. For a time to reflect and value all that is good in the world and to share our optimism with others on this day of celebration. That Notre Dame will rise from the ashes, Christianity is alive in Europe. The sense of loss through serious illness, old age, where we can find dignity and assurance and Notre Dame. The essential goodness of human being, the kindness, the covenant of friendship, the love of God and laughter that is always a light at the end of the tunnel. In all things, even in death. We have hope that we take good care of this earth. We remember Richard's baptismal Sunday in 1986 and give thanks for that and for Sister Barbara. Stanford. She did die this year, didn't she, Richard? Yes. Or last year. Easter, I went to a funeral and met a friend I went to school with. The situation in Palestine, the occupied territories, the wonderful witness of the Tent of Nations and the local church community. The situation in Ireland, the impasse in the UK government over Brexit. People of countries ruled by dictators under fear and without freedom to think, speak, or be. Hope and healing for those struggling with mental illness. Immigration justice. Helpless children trapped in places of conflict and in extreme poverty. A prayer to overcome envy and contentment within. Praying for people who have been brought together by the death of Laura Mackett, as is the journalist in Ireland, praying that this strength of love and hope will continue, that Northern Ireland will not go backward into darkness. Those whose lives are hurt and hurting, who struggle to find good news in anything. A prayer for peace and happiness. We hope for more tolerance of different views rather than deadly violence. Pray for the needs of others and the floods in Mozambique. God of new life, you come to us in Christ and you meet us at the moment of our greatest need and the moment of our despair. And as good news came to those first disciples mourning on that first Easter day. So we pray that good news will come to all these situations that we have held before you. Come Lord Jesus to bring resurrection into this world. Amen. Amen. It's time for us to sing again. Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. Please be seated. It is an absolute delight on this Easter Communion Sunday to be welcoming Udoka into membership of this church. For those of you who don't know about what membership is, uh, we're a Baptist church, which means that the, the kind of the seat of our authority under Christ rests not with the ministers or the leaders, but with the church membership. And we believe that it is when the members who have covenanted together to be part of this congregation and to make this church, that when they gather and pray and discuss, that's where we hear Christ speaking. So it is wonderful, Udoka, that you have been worshipping with us for some while now and that you want to make this commitment of belonging here at Bloomsbury so i'm going to lead udoka in some promises and we've gone through these and she's going to make some short responses and then i'm going to ask the congregation to stand if you're able and we'll make some promises uh, about how we're going to care for her but first for you in the name of our loving god it is our joy to welcome udoka into the membership of this church she is committed to serving god in this community and today we acknowledge and thank god for that commitment She has been a disciple of Jesus Christ for some years and known amongst us for a time. We welcome her now into full membership of this community of God's people. So now, Udoka, I'm going to ask you to declare your faith again. Do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, your creator and redeemer and the sustainer of all things?
1: I do. This is the God in whom I trust.
0: Do you believe that God has led you to share in the worship, life and witness of this local congregation?
1: I do, and I thank God for the gift of fellowship.
0: Will you share with us the gifts God has given you, that together we may serve God in our local community and in the wider world?
1: I will, all I have is given by God.
0: As Baptist Christians, we covenant together as a community of the disciples of Jesus Christ. Baptized into his name, we share the joys and responsibilities of fellowship. We gather for worship and to discern the mind of Christ. Together, we seek the kingdom of God through prayer, witness, and service. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, we seek to build one another up in love. Will you share with us in this common life and service? And will you walk together with us before God? in ways that are known and yet to be made known?
1: I will. Thanks be to God.
0: Okay, congregation, it's your turn now. Please stand if you're able. Do you welcome Udoka into the fellowship of this worshipping community? We
3: do. This is our joy and our glory
0: God has given us the gift of this friend and through her has given us gifts for ministry in the life and witness of this congregation. Will you support her in Christian service and in the responsibilities of church membership? We will. God. Will you pray for her and encourage her through hospitality, friendship and prayer? We will. In the
3: fellowship of the Holy
0: Spirit and in the name of Jesus Christ. Udoka, the ancient Christian tradition is to offer the right hand of fellowship. I welcome you as a member of Bloomsbury Central Baptist Church please be seated so we're coming now to share communion together Uh, it is an all-age communion and when we get to distributing the bread and the wine the deacons will serve the bread and serve the wine anybody who wants to is welcome to take bread or wine and that includes children. Uh, I'm going to leave that at the discretion of parents uh, but there are also, yes, more chocolate. We have uh, some little bags of fair trade chocolate eggs and I'll bring those around and uh, we can also distribute some of those as well. So nobody needs to go without something to eat as a symbol of our belonging to the kingdom of Christ. We're going to uh, use some responsive readings as uh, words of institution. So they'll be on the uh, order of service and on the screens. So we say together, we are the body of Christ. And we come today to break bread and to pour out wine in memory of him. The body of Christ is broken for us. We are broken. I am broken. You are broken. We have broken the body of Christ. The blood of Christ is poured out for our transgressions. We are full of sin. I am sinful. You are sinful. And it is only by his wounds that we are healed. The body of Christ is raised for our forgiveness. We are broken and sinful, and yet we are healed. I am forgiven, you are forgiven, we are forgiven. The body of Christ eternally bears the marks of crucifixion and we return to this table to repeat the story of brokenness and healing, of sin and forgiveness. Because we still sin and we are still broken. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. So let us eat bread, drink wine, and take deep within ourselves the reality of the cross, that on this day of new life we might find healing, forgiveness, and resurrection. Let us pray. Great God of all time and all places, we offer you our thanks and praise for the gift of this day, for the gift of one another gathered around this table, for the gift of life, for the gift of our bodies, for the gift of food and drink, for the gift of chocolate. We thank you especially for these gifts of bread and wine, given to bring us strength and joy. May we be made strong in your life and love, and may we be joyful in our living and loving. Amen. Amen. Among friends and gathered around a table, Jesus took bread and broke it and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. The cup we drink together is the wine of the kingdom of God. It is the sign of God's undertaking for the life of the world. So let all who seek Christ Take and drink. Can I ask you to retain the cup once you've been served, and we will all drink together? Jesus said, This wine is the new relationship with God made possible because of my death. Take it, all of you, to remember me. Loving God, you have come to us this morning through bread and wine, through fellowship through friends, through worship, through chocolate. Signs and symbols of your grace and good news in the midst of lives which are broken and a world which is hurting. We have held before you the concerns of our hearts and we rejoice that you hear us, that you meet us in the midst of all of this, and that somehow, miraculously, we discover that the tomb is empty. That there is new life where we least expected to find it. For this we give you our eternal thanks and praise. Amen. Lord of new life, receive the gifts of our lives. Draw us from death to life and draw from us the offering of our whole selves. Receive the gifts of our time, talents and resources given to you in the service of your kingdom of life and love. Receive the gifts given through this place, the gifts of our efforts as we serve one another and this city, and the gifts of our money given in the service of your greater mission, to bring the world to life. Amen. May the peace of Christ be with you. May the mind of Christ give shape to your thoughts. May the emptiness of Christ release you. May the equality of Christ diminish you. May the likeness of Christ ennoble you. May the death of Christ be your death. May the exaltation of Christ revive you. May the name of Christ cause you to draw breath. Amen.